Welcome back to From the Hive, a Randolph Macon Athletics podcast. I'm Brian Deere, the Assistant Director of Athletic Communications here, and I am here with second-year head coach in his fourth year at the school, Christian Taylor of the men's volleyball program. Christian, it's good to join you, and I appreciate you joining me in this interview. I know we've taken out a little bit of a hiatus from these podcast interviews, but now with the spring-ish season coming up, like y'all's I don't even know what to even call y'all's season in winter <laughs> or spring. It's kind of in both. But um, I guess we'll call it a winter sport. So y'all's season coming up. Um, how are you feeling so far? I feel really good. Yeah, th- first of all, thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. Um feel really good right now. We're going into our fourth day of the regular season um, tonight for uh, for practice. And um seen a lot of really good things out of the guys so far. We obviously have a a long ways to go, um, but just really excited about the direction that this program's headed and where the uh, the guys are pushing it right now. Absolutely. Now, this is the uh, fifth year of the program's existence. Um, you were only here – you were only not here for the inaugural season. Mm-hmm. Um, and since you've taken over the head coaching position, you've got a winning record. I mean, this is your second season in the head coaching position, and your first season was the first season in the program's history with a winning record. Does What does that mean to you, to the players that you are trying to bring in, to the players that you have right now and, and have already spent um, the blood, sweat, and tears into the program? What does that mean? Yeah, it means a lot. Um, so it was pretty cool. The first year of the program, I um, actually got to play against Randolph-Macon being a student athlete at Stevenson that year. Um, so kind of got to see, um, the starting pieces and what, um, this program was built off of right there with the, the foundation. Um, but you know, just the past year and going into this year, just really appreciate the guys and their vision as well for this program and then adopting the same vision that I have for this program. Um, that's meant a lot to me. Um, I think that has kind of been the biggest push from the previous couple of years to last year was just us taking that next step. Um, all the talent was in the gym for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just about putting the right pieces together and the guys kind of buying into uh, what the coaching staff wanted out of them. Um, and then, you know, the guys just kind of taking that and running with it. Absolutely. And uh, like you had mentioned, you, you played at Eastern Mennonite. Um, so, and you are also from the Richmond area, a graduate of Deep Run High School. Um, being so familiar with Virginia, let's talk about, we can talk about recruiting for a second here. Being so familiar with Virginia and Central Virginia specifically, how does that help you recruiting and, and your pitch to your prospective athletes? Yeah, it's helped a lot. Um, I don't think I can understate um, how much that is meant in recruiting. I'm um, just having a lot of previous relationships with, you know, the guys that we've brought in this year as freshmen and then the previous guys in the program. Um, just been around them for a long time. Um, in different ways, shapes, and form. Um, and that's that's meant a lot recruiting-wise. Um, I don't think, like I said, I can understate that enough. Um, with, you know, for example, we've got Brooks Cowart um, in here as a freshman this year out of Glen Allen High School, so just a few minutes down the road from Deep Run and have a really good relationship with his high school coach, Kevin Hoy. Um, and we're up to five Glen Allen kids that we have in the program here now. Um, and just those relationships that we've built over the past couple of years with different coaches in the area, different coaches across the state. have meant a lot. I think they're starting to buy into the program. They've bought in the program before, um, and that's meant a lot in recruiting, just them kind of pushing guys this way as well. Yep. Um, I mean, it, it probably doesn't go a day without me getting a text from 
some high school coach in the area that I'm friends with just how's yep. practice going? How's my, how's my guy looking? Um, what are your thoughts on the season? Can't wait to, you know, be back in the gym and seeing you guys play. Um, that's made a huge difference um, in the recruiting world right now. Absolutely. And you, you kind of alluded to it, but the pipeline that y'all are creating in this Richmond area, I mean, you've got great volleyball teams here in the 804. I mean, Patrick Henry's won how many straight state championships? I mean, Glenn Allen is another one where, where you've got guys coming in to the program. Virginia Beach is kind of one of those as well, where like a pipeline, because I mean, you look at uh, a team like Frank Co- Frank W. Cox, like yep. they have won so many state titles here recently. Those pipelines, especially in the Richmond area here, what does that do for you know, recruiting and, you know, building relationships on the team, like between teammates? Yeah, it, it means a lot. I think, you know, we've got Ian Wagenhauser here who's a freshman from Deep Run uh, High School, uh, my alma mater, and I think he probably visited campus like 20 times in the last like two years when he was in <laughs> high school. Um, and that's, you know, him just creating and establishing those relationships with the guys. I mean, when we stepped on the court for the first time in the fall, it was like they had been playing together for years. Um, it makes a huge difference. Um, you talked about like the pipeline here in Richmond, um, you know, for state championships in the state of Virginia, Richmond has kind of owned that over the past couple of years. Um, it's been a while since the Virginia beach school has won it. Um, there's still a lot of individual talent down in the beach. Um, you just don't see it all kind of grouped together in pods at high schools like you do in Richmond. And, um, you know, for me, recruiting-wise, if I can, you know, keep the Richmond kids home and keep them local, then, you know, we're going to be a really successful program, and that's where it all starts. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I want to go to the coaching side of things where um, your new hire, Jack Wilson, um, it's not every day that a player that played for his coach then hires his coach <laughs> later down the road. But you did yeah. that. You played under Jack Wilson uh, at Eastern Mennonite for a season and now he is joining your staff here at Randolph-Macon. But I don't think that even tells half the story of him. No. Um, I mean, he is he was at the helm of Rutgers-Newark, who, was a, I mean, who has been a top-10 program in the country for the better part of his tenure there. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean, bringing his success as a head coach in as an assistant coach under you and a growing program like this? Yeah, it means a whole lot. Um, Jack's just a great person. Like outside of coaching, he's just a really, really good guy to have around. Um, really good person for our student athletes to look up to um, and have someone else in the gym that they can go to um, just become better individuals. Um, but yeah, the the full story on Jack, it's kind of crazy talking about like full circle. Um, when he was at Mason playing there, actually stayed and slept on his couch going up there for a visit, um, which is just kind of crazy now to from that to playing for him at Easter Mennonite when he was my assistant coach, then coaching against him when he was at Rutgers. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, when this opportunity arose for him moving back to Richmond, um, just kind of jumped on that, um, tried to, tried to lock him in as quick as we could. Um, But it's just huge to have his mind in the gym. Um, He sees things in different ways than I do. um, And that's the greatest thing about having a a diverse coaching staff um, that all different backgrounds and experiences, um, Everyone just brings something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and having someone that's been so successful, um, even within our conference, I mean, he was the coach of the year in our conference last year in the CVC, won the CVC with Rutgers last year, and then having his knowledge kind of come over to us this year has been a huge help. And, yeah. you know, we're only a few days into it um, and had fall ball. 
Um, but it's, it's made a huge difference. Um, just having him in the gym and having someone else, um, that the guys can rely on. Absolutely. And I mean, it's a tough conference. I mean, let's go ahead and set that where it is. I mean, it you've is. got S- SVU, you've got Rutgers, Newark, Marymount. I mean, that's only to name a few of the really tough teams in this mm-hmm. conference. Um, but y'all have shot up the ranks since the beginning of this program. And I believe, um, I believe you are preseason fifth or fourth. fourth? Uh, preseason fourth. So preseason finished, fourth. Yeah, um, finished, even better. Yeah, finished last year fifth. Yep. Um, at the end of the season, and preseason ranking fourth. Um, that came out yesterday, and um, you know we had a we had a nice little conversation about it last night as a team, and um, kind of discussing you know pre preseason rankings are nice to kind of get that recognition from other coaches um, in the conference, and you know for us to move up a spot. Yep without even playing a match yet um, kind of shows what other coaches are, are thinking of us this season. Um, but it really doesn't mean anything until we step on the court and can actually yeah. prove it. And, you know, with our guys right now, like, you know, our goal is not to finish fourth. It's, you know, to win the CVC. Um, and it's just about stacking days on top of each other of improvement until we can get there. Um, but it is nice to, you know, have that recognition. And like you said, just over the past couple of years, just steady improvement since the program started. Yeah, and I even failed to mention Juniata, who was picked mm-hmm. at, the, at the top of that preseason poll. Um, just up and down the schedule, I mean, it's it's tough match after tough match. What is that? Um, how does that benefit y'all throughout the season to have those um, those tough matchups within your conference play and out of conference play? I mean, you still have some tough matchups out of conference and traveling. Um, at the end of the season, how have you seen it help your team? Yeah, it's, you know, um, after regrouping with all the coaches last year, um, we really struggled on the road last year. Um, yeah, not going to not gonna sit here and, you know, sugarcoat it, but we, we were not as, as good as we needed to be on the road. Um, we have a lot of really good opportunities this year to kind of um, prove ourselves and get better at that and steadily improve, um, you know, with taking a six-hour bus ride, getting off for an hour or two, eating – hour or two stretching and then getting into a warm up and being able to being able to perform and you know it's a tough thing to learn how to do um and with our conference being in the CVC um it's a lot of traveling um just based off of the locality of each program um and every night you've you've got to bring your best i mean you know the top 4 teams in the program or excuse me in the conference last year um with us finishing 5th the top 4 were in the top 10 in the country Um, And it's not too often you see that in any sport where, you know, four out of the top 10 teams in the country are all in the same conference. It's kind of like, you know, not calling us the SEC of (laughs) D3 men's volleyball or anything, but but it's, it's the same principle for those that, you know, follow college football. Um, And, you know, you can't take anyone lightly. There's a lot of really good programs in our conference. I have a lot of respect for all the coaches in our conference and you've got to, you know, prepare the same for each match every single night. And I think, you know, this year's schedule will provide a lot of challenges for us um, on the road and both at home, but um, just got to continue to get better um, with preparing, you know, for each match the exact same way. Yeah. Um, y'all's first match this season, it comes at Barton on January 20th. You don't come to Crenshaw Gym until mm-hmm. February 3rd. You've got six matches on the road or neutral sites to open the season. Um, I want to skip that Barton game. I know, not looking ahead, but mm-hmm. skipping the Barton game, you've got four games at Misericordia for an invitational there. Um, you have four games in two days. Mm-hmm. How does that impact um, 
maybe an outlook on the season for you as a coach? Like, how do you gauge that invitational to then kind of get a gauge on your team? Yeah, I think the the biggest thing with that, um, first of all, really excited for Barton. I know you're skipping over it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, anytime, you know, men's volleyball is different, but anytime we can play a Division One school, um, you know, it's a pretty cool experience. Um, and we did really well last year. Um, went three and one against Division One schools. So if we can do that, you know, a very similar thing this year, and you know, we're gonna be in a good spot, um, and that will be a good gauge for us. But that Misericordia Invitational, we play a lot of good, a lot of good programs while we're there. Four really tough matches, um, and tough in different ways. Each team is a, a is a different style of volleyball, um, and I think that will be the biggest thing for us is we're gonna get to see four really different styles of volleyball in two days to really gauge how our guys are going to be able to respond to that. And I think it provides a lot of opportunity for different guys to step up as well. Um, asking one player to play every point of four matches in a, I think it's like a 26, 27 hour period is going to be really a lot or really a lot for them. Um, so we're going to have to have every guy on our roster top to bottom um, available to step up and, and perform for us. Um, I think that's what we're really looking forward to as a coaching staff is, you know, different guys that might not have normally gotten that opportunity if we just played a single match that week. Mm -hmm. um, just different guys to have that opportunity to step up and really show us what they have. Yeah, for sure. And into a little bit more personnel-wise, you returned two all-conference guys and Drew Klein and, uh, and Colby Gibson. And then, you know, Gia DeLuca, who we will get to in a minute, by the way. <laughs> he was an all-tournament team guy. Um, but your two all-conference guys, we can set them aside for now. Who mm -hmm. else are you looking at hopefully stepping up this year and contributing maybe on an all-conference level, but just being a major contributor for you, for you guys? Yeah, I think one guy that really sticks out in my head um, returning um, that has been put into a couple of tough spots over the past couple of years position-wise um, is Jarrett Carano. Um, he's kind of been our our Swiss Army knife of Mr. Can-Do-It-All for the, for the program, and we have asked him to do a lot over the past couple of seasons. Um, he's done everything from set to play libero, outside, right side. The only thing he hasn't done is play middle. And I think if we asked him to do it, he would do it. Um, and that's just the, the kind of kid he is. Yep. Um, and it's really nice to have a kid like that in the program um, that no matter what you're asking of him, um, he's going to do it and, you know, perform at a very high level while doing so. But I think this year um, have a little bit more consistency on what we're asking from him. Um, and I think that's going to pay off, um, pay dividends for him in the end. But uh, I would expect him to have a really big year for us as someone returning. Um, and then Cade. Kay Terrell um, set for us the past couple of seasons, um, was out all fall with an injury, um, but has looked really good this week coming back in. Looks fresh. I know he's hurting a little bit, um, but no, he's really done a really good job pushing through it. Um, and, you know, really excited to see him kind of, you know, excel and, and uh, really take this thing forward. Have you found that your guys are usually pretty locked in after, like, you know, they come back from winter break and immediately you're starting practices? Like, are they usually pretty locked in that first week, or do you do you have like a couple day period where you're like, hey, come on, like, like we're we're not on break anymore? You know, I, you know, they walked in the first day of practice and we're locked in, um, really willing to learn and be open to what we are teaching them. There's been a lot of new um systematic stuff that we've taught this season compared to last season um and 
you know, they've all, they've all been really open to that and been locked into it, you know, and, you know, the time you see them not locked in is we get into a water break and they start talking about whatever movie they're going to watch that <laughs> night. The biggest thing right now, they're all going through, um, or we're going through the Kung Fu Panda trilogy. So, Very you know, nice. that's, that's, you know, sparked up a lot of good conversation among good the guys. Trilogy. That, and I think they watched open season last night. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of really good classic movies. Um, so we get some good conversation about that and we got to reel it back in. But, you know, once it gets down to volleyball, um, they all treat it like a like a profession. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've been really grateful for that. Um, that they come in here locked in, ready to work each night. Um, and it's not something that I have to you know continuously get on them about. And they're they're locked in from the start. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I want to talk about Geo DeLuca for a second. I when we were taking you guys headshots <laughs> and media day, um, I guess what was that two days ago? Yeah. I guess it was two days, days ago. ago. Um. Geo comes in with a thick mustache and long hair. Is that going to be a thing moving forward? I mean, folks, for those of you listening, just go to the Randolph Macon Athletics website, click on the men's volleyball roster, and just click on Geo DeLuca's name and just look at the headshot. It is a work of art. Uh, that yeah. mustache has to be one of the top maybe three mustache I think I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, there, there's nothing that really surprised me at all with Joe sometimes. Um, you just never know <laughs> uh, what he's going to walk in and what his facial hair is going to look like. Um, but, yeah, it's it's an all-time mustache yeah. that he's got going on right now. And the hair combo, um, and then when he's got his earrings in, it's, a, it's an all-time look. Um, but, no, if you haven't seen the roster picture, definitely go click on – on number three, Joe, you're you're in for a treat. Oh yeah, um, he's got some some good photos with it. But you know he's he's a kid that um, did a really good job for us last year. Fought through a lot of injuries um, and was finding ways to be able to still perform at a high level. Uh, was kind of working through that. Um, and you know, so far what we've seen out of him this spring has been a it's been a huge improvement. Um, a lot of times you see that with sophomores and juniors just like a, a maturity um jump for them um like maturity on the court jump um and we've really seen that from him so far he's really yeah. taken his game to another level um i've really appreciated you know what he's brought to the the team so far this spring well maybe we'll have to get the student section like some fake mustaches <laughs> to wear throughout the season that might be a, a crenshaw gym uh staple that could be the way to as do as long it. as he's here i uh, know he's got a he's got a group of guys that come out and watch pretty much all of our matches i like um, it and they they're in the stands they're letting the other team have it um i like it cheering joe on and the rest of the guys and we might have to get them you know some fake mustaches we're gonna have to, to do that yeah we're i think it would be a good choice absolutely maybe the home home opener uh february <laughs> what third yeah february, february 3rd. 3rd we'll get some mustaches in absolutely um just some fun questions now just uh, yeah. kind of aside from you know the serious uh talk that we've uh been on here <laughs> who's got the ox in the locker room oh man so it's a battle I will say that. Who's so got the best ox on the top best, of that question? The best ox. All right. You know, that's a good question. Um, I like to say myself, but, you know, <laughs> that's definitely a no. I don't think the guys appreciate some of the stuff. Um, I put on um, some, like, older Wiz Khalifa the other night for the guys. and I, don't, I like it. I, half of them had no idea what I was even playing. <laughs> um, but I think Davis, Davis Luck's got a good mix. Um, Brooks Cowart. Um, Mitchell Wyatt will surprise you. Um, I think my answer is going to be Mitchell. Okay. Um, 
you know, Mitchell yesterday is coming back from duck hunting um, in the morning um, and then gets into practice and starts just blaring rap. And I'm like, what is even happening? Two right different now? contrasts from day and night, huh? I mean, it is. <laughs> um, but he's got a he's got a good mix. You know, he can he can mix it up from country um, and then go into the rap. But I think the guy's like theme song, I guess you would say, so far this spring has uh, been International Harvester. So we've been going with some with some country. That's I what, like it. That's what gets them rolling before practice. So to each their own. To each their own. We might have to play that as the intro song for, might uh, have to. for games this year. I can ha- I can manage that. I'd appreciate that, but <laughs> for whatever reason, that's what gets the guys going for warm ups. And um, no, I'd say Mitchell. He's got he's got a good mix of pretty much any any music genre you can think of on there. Yeah. Are there any uh, bus ride games that y'all play? Like I know, and uh, I know the baseball team when we when I was coming through, we played uh, Mafia on the bus. If anybody's ever, you know, if anybody's yeah. ever played it, that was always a staple every single road trip. Well, right, do y'all have any games that y'all play on the bus? I'd like to say that we don't play games, and the guys are all studying and do their homework. <laughs> um, but I think we can both agree that doesn't happen a hundred percent of the time. Um, Oh man, uh, we played Quiplash last year, okay. and that was pretty good as a group. We nice. got some we got some pretty high quality answers playing Quiplash. Um, so I think that that might be what we do a lot this year. Yeah. I think that's the uh, the new tradition playing Quiplash go. on our on our road trips. Nice. Do y'all have any Do you have any fun road trip memories from last year that uh, I guess you're allowed to share? I mean, I don't think there would be <laughs> anything that you would. No, be, there's but, nothing that I wouldn't um, be allowed to share. Um, you know, I. We were going through Pennsylvania. Um, I like to say in the middle of nowhere because there wasn't much around us. That's half of Pennsylvania. And there really wasn't anywhere to eat. Um, and we ended up just finding this random barbecue restaurant. Um, and it was probably one of the top five barbecue spots I've ever been to. Really? Um, just hole in the wall. They only had like 15 seats in there. So all the guys, like half of them were standing. We're all crowded in, bunched in. People were walking in, just looking at us and walking right out um, oh, man. just because we had filled literally the entire restaurant. Um, but, no, that was probably some of the best barbecue food I've had. The guys had a really good time with it. Um, just, I think that, you know, memories as a player, too, that's some of the stuff that sticks out. Just random restaurants that you walk into, holes in the wall that you get to experience um, in different states that you probably never would have yeah. um, either other way. Um, and just being able to spend those with, with your teammates is a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, and we've definitely had a couple of those last year. Uh, and looking forward to some of that this year as well. Absolutely. Now I'll hit you with the world's toughest question. And if you've listened <laughs> to previous podcasts, you know what it is, even though I'm missing uh, Taylor here uh, for. I'll have to text him my answer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, while wire sheets. All right. So it's going to be a little, little controversial. I would say. In college, it was Sheets. The fried app platter Ooh. from Sheets was my go-to. Um, now it's Wawa. I've got a Wawa like less than two minutes away from my house. Um, stop there, grab breakfast, um, grab a su- like a sub or a hoagie at lunch. Um, and now they've got some good chicken sandwiches. I think their uh, their crispy chicken that. sandwich is a little underrated. Um, wow. I'm not putting it above chick like Chick Fil A or Popeyes, but you know if you're if you're in there, it's definitely an underrated sandwich. And um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Wawa for that answer. Good to know, good to know. Yeah, I'll definitely have to text Taylor and that say that you only said Wawa, no sheets. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll just we'll leave out the college part. Yeah, we'll just tell usually, him that it was only Wawa. Yeah, usually you know when you find one, you're dedicated to it. But you know I've kind of kind of gone back and forth. I mean, uh, 
My parents got me a Wawa gift card for Christmas. So yeah. Kind of oh, yeah. kind of states where I'm at on that. Yeah. Well, Christian, I really appreciate you joining me on here on From the Hive, a Randolph Macon Athletics podcast. We are what is it today? The fifth? We're fifteen days yeah, away from your the fifth. season opener. Uh in your second season at the helm here. Um first with a former your former coach by your side. Um yeah. but <laughs> and you know, it's um former coach. I mean our whole coaching staff is kind of built up yeah. over that. You know, we've got Kevin Pond, who I played for, um, and consider my mentor, is actually one of the one of my groomsmen in my wedding. Um, played for him for years, um, and I've always been his assistant coach, and he's my assistant last year and this year, which has been crazy. Uh, Michael Townsend, um, never directly played for him, but he was a coach in like programs that I played for growing up. Uh, having him as assistant, Travis Williams was one of my assistants at Deep Run. Having him here now helping out, and then Graham Gresham. Um, just someone I always looked up to as a player when he was at George Mason with Jack. Him and Jack were actually roommates at Mason, so wow. pretty cool to have them on yeah. the same coaching staff now. Um, just another guy I really looked up to growing up playing volleyball and, you know, slept on his couch too when I went up there to visit. Um, so, you know, it's it's a pretty cool thing to have, you know, people that have been there for all walks of your life and all kind of phases of your development as a volleyball player and coach now kind of all coaching together. And I think that's, you know, what makes this unique and makes it a, you know, a fun inviting environment for our guys to come and play in. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you joining me and, uh, 15 days to go until the season opener. We're looking forward to it, and we're looking forward to when you guys come into Crunchyall and play because we'll have to watch you from afar uh, <laughs> for a little bit. But um, thank you again for joining us, and, and good luck this year. Yeah, thanks for having me. Go Jackets.